The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that the principal fruit of receiving the Eucharist in Holy Communion is an intimate union with Jesus Christ. We abide in him, and he in us, as Jesus says, as we eat and drink his sacred body and blood. In the Holy Eucharist, Jesus invites us to taste and to see his goodness. Now, the reaction and the response of many of his disciples when he was speaking is that they quarreled among themselves. How can this be? What does this mean? How can he give us his flesh to eat? They asked. The response of their quarreling, disunity, discord, and rupture, was absolutely antithetical to the fruit of the body and blood of Christ. They sought disunity and discord and rupture rather than unity or being conformed with one heart and one mind to Jesus Christ and to the body of Christ. Last Sunday, we heard in the gospel that, the, that these same disciples or followers murmured, how could he come down from heaven, they asked. Today, we hear them quarreling among themselves. How can he give us his flesh to eat, they asked. Next week, we'll hear them grumbling. This saying is hard. Who can accept it? When we gather together around the pure and the spotless Lamb, who was sacrificed for our salvation as we celebrate the memorial of Jesus Christ until he comes again. We do so remembering what Jesus said and did for our redemption, for our salvation. As we remember, not in a type of static exercise of memory, like we know that Denver is the capital of Colorado, or the number nine follows eight and comes before 10. No, we remember rather in a way that cuts through the barriers of time and space, making present here and now. We are actually at the Last Supper in the upper room on the night before Christ died. We see Jesus take the bread bless it and give it. We see Jesus take the chalice, bless it and give it to his disciples and to us. Take, eat and drink. This is my body. This is my blood. Real food indeed. Real drink indeed. Most poetically, the Book of Wisdom alludes to the Holy Eucharist here in time, as well as to the eternal wedding feast of heaven. Come, eat of my food, and drink of the wine I have mixed. I have built my house, set up her seven columns. I have dressed her meat, mixed her wine, and spread her table. All is prepared. All is ready. The Lord spreads his table. He invites us to come eat and drink. 
Come to me. Eat and drink my body and blood to your salvation. Now, our vantage point in accepting his invitation and the food of salvation cannot be from afar. I'll watch and I'll see what happens. Oh no, we're right there at table with Jesus and the body of Christ. We're in the midst of the Holy Eucharist, sitting at Christ's side as we hear him say, go, do likewise, love as I have loved. He asks us to forsake foolishness, understand here pettiness, hardness of heart, ugliness in thought, word, and speech. He asks us to forsake all that separates us from him, to be wise, to search for the will of God, to strive, and to do God's will. Jesus invites us to reestablish and to strengthen the bonds of unity and of love, both with him and with one another, where these bonds have been loosened or shattered for whatever reason. He strengthens us that we may keep careful watch over our conduct, that we may act as thoughtful men and women, not like fools, giving the evil one a place in us. To eat his body and drink his blood exacts a price, to be sure. Many, or which may cause many now, as in the time of Jesus, to say, this is too hard to endure. While it may be hard, it is not impossible. Its goal, after all, is to lead us to eternal life and to union with God in this life and in the next. <laughs>